Hey, Henrik. Uh, thanks a lot for coming to our show. This is Inside Neashoring with Henrik Pedersen, uh, the region manager of Mobilunity uh, for the Nordic markets. Uh, talk for coming. And uh, uh, please maybe start with an introduction. Uh, who you are and what do you do? I'm, as Krill said, I'm Henrik. I'm from, uh, I'm from Denmark. <laughs> Apparently, we have the Danish flag. Um, I'm here present here today because I'm going to uh, be present in the Scandinavian market uh, where we will grow the market. We see a huge potential in, uh, in software uh, developing, in, especially in, in the Scandinavian market. What I am or what I do, it's really, really a good question. And people are also probably wondering what a Danish person do in, uh, in Ukraine. Um, I came here 2008 for the first time by a coincidence. And since I came for the first time, I have really felt a strong connection with Ukraine. Uh, even Ukraine have come a long way since 2008 to until today, but I've always felt it was some kind of like a second home. And I have been using Ukraine for many, many years for like a, a weekend getaway uh, because I simply just enjoyed so much. And then I also was so lucky to meet the love of my life. So, uh, so this is uh, this is so this is the, one of the main reasons why I'm present here today is not just to work, but also that I have a Ukrainian family that I'm very, very, very proud of. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned that you are here like on purpose, uh, and my concern or question, like you know, is it because Ukrainians and Danes are so much different, or they are so much alike? What, what keeps you magnetic to Ukraine? For me, it's, I see Ukraine as the land of opportunities. It, there is so much like business, but it's also for me being able to travel. It's like in summer I can travel to, to the south of Ukraine and it will feel like I'm in the south of Spain. In winter I can go skiing. Or if I like to walk in forest in, in autumn, there is so much possibility if you like to travel in just one country. And it's a pity not many people don't know about it. And there's also for me the food. I love the food here. Uh, not just the Ukrainian food, but there is so much variety of restaurants in, in Kiev alone that you can nearly try everything from, from the whole world. And for me, it's like, it, it is like my second home. Uh, even sometimes I say I prefer to stay in Ukraine compared to Denmark because I feel like I'm more free as a person here, I don't know, because probably because I'm foreigner and, and other people will probably feel the same when they're in Denmark. But, but for me, it's, it's, it's a really, really have, have this opportunity to take the best from both worlds and mix it into uh, something new. This is really an amazing thing to be able to do. Okay, okay, good. Uh, speaking of Ukraine for business, uh, there must be some Danish brands that are already here that you probably know just because you were like born in Denmark and you know them from the very childhood. But to me as Ukrainian, it is possible that I don't even know that they are Danish. What brands can you bring up now to just to give an idea of like, you know, what Danish business is already present here? I think the biggest one is Jusk. 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 Yeah, oh, you call it Jusk? Jusk. You call it Jusk? Or Jusk is the Danish pronunciation. And Jusk is a 
part of Denmark. It's actually the region where I'm from, uh-huh. and it's also it's proud to say that it's the region where we speak the most clear Danish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I speak a little bit of Danish too, as you know. I know hey word and tak. Yeah. So like you know, I'm just at the start of a big journey. Yeah. But Jusk, 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 Jusk. Good. I think this is one of the biggest one. But then there is uh, Carlsberg and Tuborg. Uh, the beer company, uh, also present here in Ukraine. Uh, I know they have bought also a lot of local Ukrainian uh, beer company or brewery. We have Echo Echo Shoes, uh, Lego. Uh, we have uh, Jack and Jones uh, clothes. So we are present in, in, in Ukraine and also a lot of uh, companies who are producing a lot of stuff, not maybe so uh, well known, but we have Factories, Jusk also have factories uh, in, in, in Ukraine where they're producing furniture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one amazing thing, the other day uh, we just got a plate, a wooden plate from, from, uh, from Jusk. And we were just curious, where is this plate made? Made in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about IT part of this whole thing. Uh, Denmark is, well, relatively small country in, in Ukrainian sizes, so to say, uh, but having so much uh, in IT needs, uh, in, in technology needs. Ukraine from other side is twice opposite. We are way, way, way bigger, but our local demand for technology is fortunately or unfortunately is very, very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think it is so? and uh, maybe more make, make more focus on like you know how come denmark is that small but needs so much mm. good question first of all the size of denmark like we are like 5.4 million people it's nearly the same as the population in, in kiev <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 but the, due to like in denmark our second language is english and due to we are small and also many people in Denmark know English, then we are test countries for a lot of softwares. So before they are released, we, 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 they use Danish company for, for testing out uh, software. But also we have a Danish mentality. We always would like to do, be better of what we do or be more efficient. So we get most out of our working hours. And if we don't have the software for it, then many, many companies will Uh, developing the software if they see a potential that this software can come in and maybe help people to have more free hours or it will help them saving money etc so companies are, are, are spending a lot of money on be more efficient so this is probably the two best reason why why Denmark are, are so high demand on software and at the same time we have had an IT industry for many 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 years so it's not new to us uh, Um, why Ukraine are a little bit behind of Denmark in, in that point, I think in a couple of years it will change because Ukraine is one of the fastest growing IT company country in the world at the moment. So I think it will be much, much opposite because there is a lot of developers and they, I think many of them sitting and having ideas of something they want to, to build or create. They probably just need an investor or the right time and then go and do it. Uh, and then I think a lot of interesting software will come out of Ukraine in, in, in the next couple of years that we have never seen before. A little bit the same that a lot of coming out of Israel and stuff like that, it will come to Ukraine as well. 
Well, yeah, I'm torn here because on one hand, of course, that would be perfect for Ukraine as a country. On the other hand, uh, I myself being in the service industry, uh, my, uh, like, you no, know, my opponents, uh, the people who run startups in Ukraine, they say, like, you know, because of you guys, you put all the developers on expert, like, you know, on working for Danes, uh, Dutch people, Sweden, America, and things like that. Uh, that's why to local startups, it's a little bit harder to, like, you know, find the the proper funding because like obviously Ukrainians are not the cheapest uh, from development perspectives but that's other other point of course okay uh, good what do you think a typical Danish person in in uh, Denmark uh, who manages a department or maybe runs a small business what is their presumption about Ukraine what do they know about Ukraine uh, what maybe fears they may have about Ukraine. Uh, can you please reflect a bit of, about this? Unfortunately, not a lot of people in Denmark know about Ukraine. They know Ukraine exists, uh, but it's also, I think, some, some, sometimes lack from Ukrainian side that to tell a lot of good stories because there is so many good stories to tell about Ukraine. But in Denmark at the moment, we have around 10,000 Ukrainian working on different kind of works and in general they have a very 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 good reputation uh, as reliable hard-working people and it doesn't matter with fields they're working in they can work in farms they can work in engineering they can work in software etc etc but in general they have so good reputation of as a worker but also as the people that are like to commit to uh, to the society so it's 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 really it's really good uh, but if you ask a local person or local small business uh, i don't think they know too much about ukraine except for chernobyl that that you have a comedian as a president you know stuff like that but again as i said there's so much more ukraine can tell the world about good stories to be able to um, to know much more about Ukraine than they do today. I see. Well, we are trying. Yeah. Uh, we ourselves are trying as well as a company. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, you are in touch with uh, our existing clients from, from Denmark. And uh, of course, you may have some insights on how they feel about collaborating with Ukrainian development teams how they feel if Ukrainians are their like colleagues and how this like you know extended development teams model how does it work for our clients uh, the any of insights you may have like from Danish perspective please share those in general the the companies are very happy with the team they have in in in, in here in Ukraine um, also again related to what I said before hard-working people um, sometimes they miss a little bit more not Ukrainian to be open, but address questions uh, because in Denmark it's okay to ask questions. It doesn't matter with with level you are on in society. I can go to the, to uh, our president of Denmark and ask her a question, and she will probably answer me. I can go to the prince of, of Denmark and ask question, and they will treat me as uh, a normal people. Uh, so this we don't have this uh, as sometimes you have in Ukraine with with titles. Uh, so they could be a little bit more, uh, I would not say open, but if they get a job, ask question. This is, uh, and then, and then I've, I think, then they have nothing more to complain about from, from the Danish side. This is basically, 
the, the only issue that I hear that they are not so talkative as we are in that. I see, I see. Unless maybe if they get a couple of beers, then, then it's a different <laughs> matter. <laughs> well, that's actually my, my other question. So, like, you know, uh, we have all these, well, quite frequent stories when our Danish clients are inviting the Ukrainian team they have with us, like, you know, come over to, to Denmark for Christmas, for some summer celebration, for anniversary of a company, sit with us, eat with us, maybe a little bit drink with us. So, like, you know, how, how typical is that? Because to us, to Ukrainians, it may sometimes seem that like Danish people are Nordic people. Nordic people may be less emotional and they may be less open to others, while Ukrainians themselves, they think that, well, uh, we are very much uh, open and welcoming and like, you know, we just need to know the person first and then we like, you know, start hugging and things like that. This, this is uh, very good because I felt the same when I came to Ukraine at the first time actually. No people is smiling. When I walk on the street and I smile, nobody's smiling. Even there is a beautiful woman walk, try to smile. There was no reaction. Okay, then I found out this is the way Ukrainian are. But as soon as you start to know them, they're friendly, they're open. The same in Denmark. It's like, we are friendly, we are open. You just have to get to know us. And, and then we have no quarrel about inviting a stranger into our home for a barbecue or for dinner. But for Christmas party, Christmas party, uh, company Christmas party is huge in Denmark. This is like the end of the year. It's where people can really, really go out and uh, have a good time. And companies are spending a lot of money on um, on this uh, Christmas party. And I think it's something that actually Jusk introduced many, many years ago, where one time per year Jusk closed every shop down in the whole world, and then they fly or drive people into Denmark, and then they have like a huge company party like I think now eight maybe nine or ten thousand people for one party and it's just like the same with, 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 with companies now if you have a team abroad or then we also invite them into this Danish tradition because I think people who are outsourcing also find out now that it is a good thing to make your team that you have abroad a part of your company and this is definitely one thing that makes it easier to uh, have something to look forward to if you sit in another country soon I will meet my colleagues uh, and we have a Christmas party summer party or something like that so I think it's uh, a good tradition that that, mm. uh, that it mm. is okay perfect uh, can you think uh, and and disclosure uh, the most challenging maybe or the complex part of uh, using Nyashoring services from, from Ukraine to a Danish business, well, specifically in IT. So like, you know, what, what might be the, the biggest, biggest uh, challenge for them to, to go over? I think, first of all, it is, uh, is it secure? I mean, like, what about data? How, how do I protect my data? Uh, will somebody steal my ideas? I think it's one of the biggest challenges. Uh, and then next it is, how can I control a team abroad? Uh, can I control it as efficient as I can people sitting next uh, to me in, in an office? Um, this is some of the, the major things that uh, I think people are afraid of or concerned of, or maybe not afraid, but concerned of, can I do this? Am I able to do this? Will I have, and will I get enough out of the team that I have abroad as, for example, I have in, 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 in Denmark? But this control thing, is it 
a Danish thing. I mean, like, you know, imagine you are a Danish company having Danish uh, employees only, all sitting in office, not COVID times. So, like, will it be some freak control? Uh, no, 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 not, 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 maybe control is not, the, but will they, will they work? Uh, it's, it's like, uh, in, gen in general, in Denmark, we don't have much control uh, because people do what they're, what they are paid to do or what they are told, told to do. So in general, we, do, we, we come to work, we do our job. Uh, but am I sure if a team sit not next door to me, will, will they, and even if they are um, foreigner, will they work as the same ethic as I, for example, work, uh, my Danish colleagues work? I know if they come to office at eight o'clock, then they will work into four o'clock. This is uh, how it is. I don't need to go and check them. They will work. Well, I imagine our listeners are all on both sides of this uh, near-sharing category. Some of them are already using some teams, maybe in Romania, maybe Poland, maybe Moldova, maybe uh, Ukraine. Uh, some of them are not even thinking about that or like not using yet, but already start thinking about that. What advice would you give to Danish business thinking about trying near-sharing model with Ukraine specifically? First of all, it's a matter of trust. Find somebody, you will have probably have a couple of meetings with different companies and then they will find a company or a person that you trust. And then build up, slowly build up a relationship. Uh, maybe not just jump from one day to another, but have, have this good feeling in your stomach. And when you have this good feeling in, in your stomach about, I want to outsource, I want to nearshore, uh, I have a good feeling about the company, I have a good feeling about the person that I am communicating with, then I'm then, um, ready for the next step. The next step will be to come, fly into Ukraine. Uh, it's only two hours away from Denmark. Fly into Ukraine, spend a couple of days uh, in the office, maybe be a part of uh, the recruiting, the final stage of the recruiting where you meet uh, your future team face to face uh, and then you really start up building this really strong relationship that is very, very important. Do not ex come down to Ukraine with a Danish mentality and say, I want to make my team Danish. You will make them Danish, but take the best from both worlds. Because if you come with a mentality, this is only my mentality that will work, then you will never, never succeed. Perfect. Thank you. Very good. And uh, probably one of the last questions of mine, like, you know, if, if Danish uh, or Denmark is known to be a Viking country, uh, what term would be applicable to Ukraine? Uh, a like term, maybe? Cossacks. Cossacks, yeah. Cossacks. Cossacks. So warriors with the tubes, uh, rifles and a big pride for uh, the land that we live in. This is... I see Cossacks and Viking a bit the same. Don't come and mess with us, you will have trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed, you'll have trouble. And, and all, but also I think uh, due to the series of Viking, where in the last season where we actually was in Ukraine uh, that people saw that series that start to relate to uh, Viking came not just to conquer but also come to <laughs> help building for example Kiev it's 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 an interesting story if 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 you have don't know about it please google uh, Scandinavian Vikings present in, in Ukraine it's an interesting story to uh, to read history wise <laughs> perfect thank you very much Henrik as we saw, uh, Henrik is a little bit special from regards of like he's living for two homes. Before uh, landing here, he spent his time uh, by visiting the country, seeing what's happening here, like you know, finding the right matches to particular people that then became his family. 
uh, he was willing to explore how Ukraine operates as a different country and he found all these similarities and differences between the nations and now I think Hendrik is enriched with the two worlds taking the best of them. Probably this could be the best takeout out of our conversation. So do not afraid. Think about Ukraine as something interesting. Come over, have conversations with different vendors, different people, uh, get in love with this country. And I'm pretty sure things will be very much all right for you. Thanks for watching us. This was Inside Nia Shoring with Henrik Pedersen. And uh, see you next time. Bye.